Hey, Craig. Hello, Craig. How are you today? You're not going to ask me your bot. The uh, recording bot that makes this podcast happen. We appreciate you, Craig, even though you can't feel our appreciation because you're not a physical being. Anyway. Welcome to our podcast, Biological Tragedy. Specifically, Biological Tragedies, Episode 2. Pog. Poggers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright, so what are we talking about today? Well, maybe you should do like a very small introduction to each episode in case someone watches for the first time. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Alright. Um, so I'm Cole, I do music, I play a lot of instruments, and also uh, I am a person now on a you Nathan. I'm Nathan. I take part in podcasts when we hardly plan anything and it shows. Um, I also do music and very unstable. Moving on. So, what are we talking about today, Cole? We're going to talk about paranormal situations, whether it be our personal ones or like ones that we've heard from people that we find rather interesting. Yeah, okay. Or that we've seen on the internet, because why the fuck not? Maybe we'll go on Reddit or something. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, what am I thinking of? Um, two second, or not second, two sentence horror stories. <laughs> oh, r slash two sentence horror stories. That's one of my favorite subreddits, like, ever. I fucking oh. love that. Well, of course it is. Well, I love my fair share of horror don't know if I mentioned that in the first episode, but I really, really love horror, whether it be movies, stories, things of that sort. Yeah. Yeah, you're, uh, and you're, you're definitely more horror than I am, so I feel like this is going to be your time to shine. This is your episode to shine. <laughs> of course, I'll have mine, but this is yours. <laughs> Well, the episode that you're going to shine in is like the mythology episode, if we do one of those. Right. Are you even talking that one? <laughs> I mean, I don't fucking know. You're probably just going to tell story after story until we get to like the hour and thirty minute mark, and then I'm just like, Nathan, it's over, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be there in the background, like, whoa, Medusa <laughs> got raped. That's fucked up. <laughs> Spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen, Medusa got raped, and it. it we'll see. Uh, for the mythology podcast. Yeah, it's fucked up. Mythology is fucked up. Try not to take it too literally. <laughs> yeah, right. if you take it too literally, you'll question everything. But anyway, okay, so... Oh, uh, would you like to start us off? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll tell a short little story of, like... It wasn't exactly, like, really, really paranormal, but it was just extremely unsettling. <laughs> So, uh, this is the story that, uh, of the time that Wynn and I, we went to, uh, by the way, Wynn's a friend of mine that used to be Nathan's friend. Yeah, we won't get into that drama. Um, basically, basically, uh, we went to this old mill by Wynn's old house, and, uh, it was like a mill that they made, like, countertop type shit on, and when we went in there, all the place was very dilapidated and covered in shrubbery and it just looked very very unpleasant even from the outside we basically went inside and it was just filled with this countertop shit and you'd think to yourself man why didn't they take all of this shit out and just like leave like hundreds of pounds of it you know could have made some serious amount of money with this because it's haunted Kidding. Go on. Yeah, yeah. I, I I definitely got haunted vibes from that place in all honesty. Because uh the whole vibe of the place was fucking weird. Like everything looked like it had been left extremely quickly. Except there was like no machinery in there anymore. I guess they just took that shit and ran because all of the shit that they had made in there like, from recent times before they left was still just sitting in there. And of course, Wynn and I, being the debaucherous bastards we were, we just threw that shit around and destroyed it, even though it was probably worth a lot of money. And, uh, 
this is the first yeah. time hearing of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we just threw shit around and we went around the place and everything looked like it just been left quickly, except for the machines. It was really, really weird. And then we went to the back and we saw a bed. <laughs> and we were just like, fuck this shit. Um, Heavily. Uh, we bed. got the fuck out of there. Ugh, yeah, yeah, really unpleasant time, and that's one of the lamest spooky-ish stories that I have to tell. But I figured it would be a good first one. Nathan, how about you tell us a spooky story that's not, like, your best one yet? I don't really... I have a couple spooky stories. I don't really have a lot. Like, I've got, I've got my fair stories yeah i just don't have too many so um uh i was thinking of one earlier but maybe it'll come back to me so maybe i'll i'll just uh i'll tell one from my uh i'll tell one from like my early early years and Ooh, i'm uh, interested you you know this story and it's not like it's a really a story, it's just the fact that it was a thing that kind of spooked me. Ooh, uh, okay. I, 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 I had a ghost friend, basically. Oh yeah, I, I remember this. Basically, I don't remember too much, because frankly I don't remember much pre-freshman year high school. But, um, what I do remember is that... I had a ghost friend. His name was Brandon. And then my sister also had one. I can't quite remember what her name was. I want to say it was Sally, but don't quote me on that. And we just we talked with them a lot. I, I mean, we both saw them. And my, I don't remember this, but my sister tells me of one story where our cousin lived with us at one point either that or no they didn't live with us not at this point they they visited a lot though because we lived really close and one time they were over and all was all was quiet one second the next second my sister hears a yell from the other room like brandon don't touch that that's kaya's stuff Kaya being my cousin, one of them. Okay. And, uh, so, I mean, even my sister remembers something, and I may have been a little bit of a weird, whack job kid, but I wouldn't have just yelled something for no reason. <laughs> just sitting there, thinking to yourself, "Hmm, what's something I can yell to concern people?" <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, maybe I would have done that. I was a mischievous little shit, but you weren't. You were actually quite a good kid, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then my most vivid memory of talking to Vince was after one of our dogs had died. Uh, after one of your dogs had died, you said? Yeah. Yeah, this was when I was like, this was before I was. Either before I was double digits in age, or like really early double digits. It was before middle school, so. Oh, so you were like it was nine like, or ten that area? Even a little younger. It was like third or fourth grade. We had oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, we had a dog named Snowball, and she passed away. We quote unquote married her. It was actually my sister's dog, and my uncle did not want to tell my young sister that the dog actually had run over. He just said that she ran away. Oof. <laughs> That's yeah. a big F in the chat for Snowball, dude. Yeah, so my uncle, uh, not the one I live with, my uncle, Jake, and very Snowball. And then either later that night, no, it was later that night, not either. It was later that night. It was really dark, actually. And I don't know. I just, I had the urge to go talk. But not talk. I had the urge to go see her grave because I didn't know that she'd 
in Ann Arbor either, so I thought her body was in there. I just had the urge to visit at like 10 at night for some reason, so that should have been a red signal, but I was young and dumb. So I went outside and there's Brandon and just talks about, we just talked about how she's a good dog and such and that's about it. That's that's pretty much the last memory I have of them, actually. I remember Sally being a little mischievous. She'd always lead us. She'd always lead us to things that we didn't need to be in. Like, uh, not anything horrible. But I remember one time, she led us into our grandparents' room. And they were dead asleep. And so she let us in there, and then she left, and we had to sneak out really quietly. <laughs> Sounds like an interesting spook. Alright, what else you got? Okay, so this one's kind of like my, uh, I'll tell the most interesting one last. Most interesting one, in my opinion. Uh, this is a story from when I was a very wee lad, and... I'm pretty sure it was just a nightmare, but it felt very, very real. So I'll just classify it as this was fucking spooky. <laughs> uh, basically, there was uh, this weird clown mask I owned as a kid. And I, I was always really freaked out of that little fucking bastard. <laughs> and, um, one night as, as I was lying there, this was actually after I watched a horror film earlier that night. Yes, I was watching horror films at like the age of seven, which probably fucking made me as fucked up as I am now, in all honesty. I, I was just lying in my bed, which was a very small bed. Actually, I think this might have been before I turned seven, because I, my mom and dad were still together, which this was very early in my life in that case. And uh, I was still sleeping in my really tiny in bed next to my parents' bed. I was just laying there in my bed, and suddenly I heard this weird little voice coming from under my bed. And I was just here like, well, uh, I wouldn't have said this as a kid, but basically, holy fucking shit, what is that? <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> holy balls, what was that Tom Pooley? <laughs> 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 We're gonna stop this story for a moment just to acknowledge that beautiful <laughs> that beautiful moment. <laughs> oh, that was too fucking good, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um I heard the voice coming from under my bed and I remembered that I had this weird fucking clown mask under there and I was like, oh shit. This is not good. So I stuck my hand under my bed. I took out the mask. The bitch was glowing. <laughs> like, nose was glowing. Like, the clown nose. It was glowing red. And the rest of the face had, like, this luminescent whiteness to it. And, um, it, it started fucking floating. And then it started saying even more, like, weird clown murder shit. I don't even remember exactly what it said, but for some reason, everything else about this is extremely vivid. And yeah, uh, I was just there like, <laughs> and I, I, um, I covered the fuck up and then I woke up again in the morning and I was like, Mom, the clown mask, it came to life. And then she was just like, oh, you're full of shit. No, it didn't. <laughs> didn't uh, say that. My, my, my mom would have never that I was full of shit as a kid. But nowadays she'd be like, Oh, you're having fucking nightmares. Just deal with it. God, you're a fucking grown up now. <laughs> yeah. I, I can vouch for that, that shit. I can vouch for that. She definitely say that. Definitely would say that. She might even roast me in the process and be like, Hey you fucking pussy, why are you scared of a clown mask? Yeah, that sounds like a very that sounds like a very Miss Cole's mom thing to do. <laughs> Yes, yes, it does. But um, yeah, that's my that's my other story. That's just weird. Uh, 
we're gonna talk about like also just like not only paranormal things but extremely weird things that like connect with things then we can talk about that shit too i think that'd actually be really cool for this yeah okay so this is another story from i just refer to myself in third person I have no clue why you did that but <laughs> it's not it's a much shorter story but basically, my sister and I were there in the paranormal things for obvious reasons. And uh, one day, we went outside. It was, it was daytime, like broad daylight. And she was talking about fairies this time. And I was like, uh, okay. Uh, why, why are we out here? And she said, Well, I want to talk to a fairy. Apparently, she obviously spoke a lot better than this. This is just me telling. She said something along the lines of, You know, if you like, think about them hard enough. We built a tiny little shrine out of rocks backyard next to the little big tree that we had. Well, not right next to it, but really close to it. Have a very big backyard. But anyway, built it, sat, sat down, thought about and then I have the urge to look over at the big tree. So I look at the big tree, and there's this tiny little thing flying next to it, and then it zooms away. And it didn't look anything like a bee or a mosquito or anything. Looked like a three-inch-tall human with wings, like the kind of fairy wings that you see in a cartoon. Oh, that's that. curious, isn't it? It is. Yeah, that's one of the stories that you've like told me in the past. That like it's every time you told, form. like every every time you told it, it's been weird. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? That's a very abnormal type of occurrence. <laughs> Man, my life sucks it, it, it could have just been a giant dragonfly, but who fucking knows? <laughs> I mean, maybe. My, my life sucks the past couple of years. Where are my fairy god? Timmy is an average kid, and Turner. no one understands. Doo -doo. Mom and dad and Vicky always giving them commands. <laughs> Enough of that. Sorry. <laughs> Enough of that on the door story. Less okay, singing okay. time. <laughs> okay, um, basically, this this one is one of the really strange ones that I've had, like, it's ever happened. Um, basically, this happened when I was at uh, my grandparents on my dad's side of the family, because I used to spend the night there a, a lot before, you know, issues led to me not being able to anymore. And, uh, I, I was over there, and I was gonna go to bed, and at the time, because I was a little kid, I went to bed with my grandmother in her queen-size bed, I think it was. It wasn't a very big bed, but I slept on the left, she slept on the right, and my side was, like, really close to the door. It was a very small room, by the way, maybe, like, uh, 12 by 9, like that, because it was a very, very small room. It still is a very small room. I don't go in there anymore because I don't need to really. I, I was on my side of the bed and I was just sitting there. Then I turned my head and there was uh, this man standing in the doorway and he had um, I, I don't remember his face at all. I think his face was like shadowed for some reason. He was wearing this like red kind of like lumberjacky flannel type thing. And his pants were like or colored blue jeans like kind of levi type jeans he he was just standing there looking creepy as fuck just standing in a menacing position and his by the way his hair was braid he had like a decent head of hair on him but he was just standing there staring at me and i was like nana who's that man in the hallway then she turns guess what she you don't see the man in the hallway <laughs> Well, of course. And yeah, I I remember I remember that for some reason. And every for the longest time, my nana would mention it to me like a good bit. 
when when I finally gave her a like kind of what he looked like eventually because oh being a kid I couldn't voice things very well like a description very well but eventually I gave her a good one while I was older and she said that was a description that was very close to what uh, I believe her father looked like and what he wore and stuff uh-huh. so, uh, yeah that's one of the weirder stories and experiences I've ever had because that was like probably the sole time that I've ever like seen an apparition it's just been standing in front of me like I wasn't like extremely threatened by it which explains why it was probably her dad just saying what the fuck up you know <laughs> hey bro what yeah. up <laughs> oh shit Margie this your grandkid what up <laughs> Uh, yeah, m- moving the fuck forward from that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, that's that's very interesting. Actually, I have I have this theory. Actually, I have this theory that the reason a lot of kids are paranormal things more often as compared to adults. I have this theory that would explain that. The theory is that kids are they haven't been like. Reality hasn't quite been pounded into their head, or at least what humanity would call reality. I like normalcy hasn't become like a big thing to them yet because they haven't been taught what is the norm in life. I get what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, so like maybe that's why I feel like kids are closer to, yes, what you call the spirit world because I, I totally. I totally believe that there's, even if there's no, even if there are no deities or anything, I totally believe in, like, energy spirituality. Uh, yeah, I'm not really much of one of them God-believing people, but, I mean, even science says that when you die, your energy goes somewhere else. I do believe that that energy could possibly manifest into what people say is a spirit you know if you die and it that's your energy maybe there's still a little piece of you in there Mm -hmm. i'm not a i'm not a religious person in any you know level but i am definitely what i would call a spiritualist because i i'm very intrigued by what does happen when we die you know Mm -hmm. even though i i find it much more possible that we are just fucking dead (laughs) possibility that possibility that uh there is like you know maybe we'll be around after we die i I find that very intriguing and i i'll look into that every once in a while because it's cool i get what you say yeah the concept of death when you get into it it's not a very depressing thing it's actually quite you know interesting definitely it's not even because I'm depressed or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that probably has some part with it, because me too. But anyway, moving forward, I'll tell you about the. I'll tell you about one of the wackiest dreams that I've ever had. I still remember the exact day that this happened, the exact time that I woke up, because it affected me that much. Not necessarily in a bad way, it just affected me that much. So, it's, it's kind of stuck. It was summer 2019, the night of July 21st slash the morning of July 22nd. Ooh, I think I know what you're about to tell, yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, a little, a little preface, two, two little notes to preface. When I dream... Every single dream that I've ever had that I remember, except for this dream, the only senses I have that work are sight and hearing. I don't, I can't feel anything, I can't smell anything, I can't taste anything. And second, weirdly enough, I see, again, every dream except for this one, I see my dream in like a third person point of view, if that makes any sense. 
kind of like a That's like are, are you like over yourself or looking around your own shoulder or what's happening is it like uh, an overview it's like an overview yeah but it's not like an aerial view it's just an overview so it's not like hotline miami view it's kind no. of just like you're looking no. into a room <laughs> yeah yeah i'm looking into a room and i'm watching me and everyone slash everything else in the dream so you're kind of like a weird stalker of yourself and everything else. Gotcha. <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. Yes. Perfect. All right. So those two things out of the way. I'm in this weird place. It's like, it's not too weird. It's kind of like a mall, except the entire first floor is a food court. Yeah. Dream architecture logic makes no sense. Florida Senior would not approve. So, we're eating. Um, and yeah, I cannot taste this food. I cannot smell this food. I cannot feel it. Um, we're eating. Were you eating with? I am eating with myself. You and... I don't remember. Someone else. I know there was another friend. But I thought Beth was there, wasn't she? Yes. Yes. So, we're eating. And I know that I, I'm looking around the room because I, I do that. I observe things. It's just kind of a habit of mine. I like to observe my surroundings both in dream and in real life. And I see this girl sitting by herself and she looks very happy, not depressed. <laughs> it's very depressed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, she's in a black hoodie with the strings pulled and all. It's mighty edgy. <laughs> and so I tell you guys, hey guys, I'll, I'll be back. Well, of course, I never return, but let's not ignore that or let's ignore that for now. Uh, let's, let's ignore that little hole in your dream boy's honesty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just as honest in my dreams as I am before. I've noticed. <laughs> Hush. Anyway. So I go over there, start talking to her, hit it off pretty well, and Dream Me, Dream Me is a Chad. He makes moves. I don't. Now that's a pretty big difference. Shut up. Anyway, we're talking, it's nice, and I make a move. And, but she actually also initiates a move. She's the one that initiates the thing that made, made this dream weird. I make it move. It's, it goes well. I, I have my hand just sitting on the table laying there. And she slowly slides her hand over. And then she, she's, she thinks she's cheeky. Because she thinks I don't notice, but I notice. Oh, that sounds so creepy. And, um, then she grabs my hand. Grabs my hand. That's where this dream gets weird. Weird, weird. Because my point of view suddenly snaps an instant from first, from third person to first person. All the through my eyes, no one else's eyes, no camera or anything. It is my eyes that I'm looking through. And all of a sudden, it's as if there's a switch that's labeled infant senses, and it's as if they're just switched on all of a sudden. Suddenly, it starts at the hand that she's grabbing. This very nice, tingly water feeling shoots through my arm, and then goes into my chest, and just starts spreading throughout my body. Suddenly, I can feel the table that I'm propped against. I can feel a seat beneath my boot. I can Feel the floor I can even feel the light before temperature. I can feel the temperature room and like just how the air feels. It wasn't very quality air. Land development anyway. Um so that's yeah. I didn't I wouldn't say I went lucid, at least not to the full extent, because I wasn't aware that I was dreaming. But all those senses came on and my point of view switched, so that's a little odd. But just 
I mean, uh, like, are you like moving or yourself, or were you just kind of going through the dream flow? Uh, I was just going with the dream flow. I didn't have any control over what was happening. Oh, okay. So you weren't in any way like lucid, so you weren't controlling anything. Yeah. It just kind of happened. But my sister told me that's kind of like a state of lucidity, just not to the full you where you're feeling things, but you're not yeah. controlling it. Yeah, really? kind of like where you're just oh, okay. hyper aware, and all of a sudden I can smell all the food. I can even taste the stuff that I ate before my senses came on, quote unquote, came on. So, oh, it's nice. I have my senses on. I'm slightly freaked out, but it's nice. So, <laughs> jumping to the thing that I remember next is we're going to we go to the elevator she's going to the second floor or something and i'm going to the third floor i don't even remember what i was going to the third floor for the only reason that i was there i assume it was to lunch with my friends but lucid me had different plans apparently <laughs> we get on the elevator it gets up to the second floor no rings she waves by and she walks out definitely uh definitely sad <laughs> Sad boy Nathan there's activates for he does nice. not have his girlfriend anymore. <laughs> very, very nice color. And then as she gets off, this old black lady in a wheelchair rolls on to the elevator. And she doesn't look for, for a second as if she's trying to avoid me. And then she looks at me and she just gives me this look of, huh? What are you? She looks at me as if she's never seen anything like me. And, I mean, I kind of dress like a basic white boy, so... Those are, those are, those are pretty common. So, <laughs> I promise I'm not as basic as I look. Anyway. Anyway. She just looks at me as if she's never seen anything like me. And, I mean, I looked down at myself real quick. And I... I look normal. Obviously, I can't look at my face, so if something was wrong with my face, I couldn't know. But, I mean, the rest of it's fine, so I, I just kind of brush it off. And so, we get to the third floor. She rolls through. And then I am about to exit the elevator. But maybe I should mention this. I'm horrible at telling stories. This place only has three floors. And no plans or signs of construction for fourth floor. Not fourth floor, fourth floor. Yeah, didn't you say you went outside during the dream at some point and you saw yes, that it I had three floors? No, that was before we went on the elevator. That was uh, just part of us. That was just part of you and, uh, you and your dream girl went outside. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, we went outside just to walk around. It's nice. There are only three floors, no plans, and no signs of construction on the fourth floor. But anyway, back on the elevator. I am about to walk out the elevator door when suddenly it slams shut. Like so hard, I think that, I think that the door dented itself a little bit. Oh, I'm heck. like, oh, well, that's not normal. <laughs> That's definitely not. I agree with Dream Nathan. Then the elevator starts going up. And I'm like, what? 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 No, no, no! And then I see, I look over at the elevator button, and there's a fourth floor button, which wasn't there before, except all the other buttons were gone. Of course, because why would why wouldn't they be gone? Why not? Anyway, fourth floor. So it gets up to the fourth floor, and I get off. And it's this, it's a floor that's not even finished yet. Uh, it's still under construction. It's completely dark, no lights, no light. Oh no, the sky was completely gray. But if there had been any light, it would have been from the sun coming through cracks below. So I'm walking around and I'm like, I don't like this. So I turn around to go back on the elevator. Guess what? The elevator's gone. Why wouldn't it be? Green logic. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. Um, I'm walking to the fourth floor. 
and the sky is completely gray and featureless, and then there are actually construction men working on the floor. Like there's hammers, jackhammers, power drills, things like that. And then the last thing I remember of this dream, and that's not even the end of it, the last thing at the end of this story, the last thing I remember of the dream was falling through this hole in the floor, but it didn't lead to the third floor or anything. It just led to a bottomless pit. And I remember falling and then waking up in the real world. Somehow, even though it was summer break, I had to destroy my sleep schedule. So I'd fallen asleep at like 11, but that's just my normal go bedtime. And in the morning, I woke up like 12 or 7. I only slept for an hour. And it was just so weird. Obviously, I'm sure you can imagine because I, the dream felt so real and I fell into a black hole, quote unquote, and woke up in this black room. Whereas normally I woke up to the right room with the sun through my curtains. So I didn't quite register the reality at first. And also, I'd woken up for no apparent reason. Like, I didn't have to pee. I wasn't incredibly thirsty or anything. And the last thing that really freaked me out was the fact that I cocooned myself in a blanket. I sleep. Every part of me, from my neck down, is in a blanket when I'm sleeping. And every part of me under that is incredibly warm and cozy. Except for my hands. So that's that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the hand that you held her hand with was cold yeah. as fuck, because you know it, it couldn't just be an average dream. It had to be like, "Hey, we're gonna make your hands cold real quick. Hope you don't mind." Ugh. Yeah, it was weird, but uh, that story was probably incredibly long. I apologize, but it's, it takes a while to tell. You're filling in podcast time. I couldn't care less. <laughs> but um, I suppose I'll tell. I most, um, this actually happened, and it was really weird. Okay. Back when I was in, uh, my sophomore year of high school, I, um, wasn't doing particularly well with, you know, all of my classes, so I, I had to go to this thing called the after-school program every once in a while to, like, do work and get shit done, you know? Yeah. yeah. This is at the end of that, so, you know, just acknowledge the fact that it happened. I was at the after-school program, and then I wasn't. And then, uh, my friend, uh, Austin and I, we were standing by the lunchroom, which, uh, the lunchroom, there's a, I think, yeah, two sets of double doors, which, uh, led outside and also inside. We were standing there, and we realized, oh shit, we forgot to get our stuff from the library. So we went back into the library, and of course, literally everybody was already gone from the library, so it was dark as shit, so it took us a minute to find our shit. We found our shit. It took us like three or four minutes to find our shit. But in those three or four minutes is when the, the after-school bus came. We got everyone except for us. So we were stuck there in the dark, dark school. It wasn't really that dark. There were still lights on, but... You know, it was a lot less pleasant to be in because it was, like, deserted at this point. We were just like, wow, fuck, this is very inconvenient. And we started <laughs> looking in, like, classrooms, and we tried to go to the front office first, but of course, everybody was fucking gone from there because, you know, it couldn't have just been easy for us. We started looking in other classrooms and shit. And of course, even there was nobody there either because convenience doesn't exist. And we we looked through the main building of the school. By the way, uh, my school that I went to was split into three buildings. One building completely dedicated to the math classes, at least like the upperclassmen math classes. And then there was the main building, which had the like gymnasium, ROTC, like or electives, I guess you'd call them. Then there was the science hall, which was like the 300 hall, I think, and the English hall, the 100 hall. We searched throughout this whole fucking big-ass main building. Didn't find anything. So we were like, 
we'll go to the freshman academy, which is the other building. It has a couple of science classes. It has the band class. And it has all the freshman classes. So we went into there and we looked around. And we didn't find anything in, you know, the area where there were like this couple of science classes in the band room. So we decided we'll go to the main area of the freshman academy. So we're walking and thank God, you know, well, thank the gods. Sorry, didn't mean to insult you, Lord Zeus. <laughs> thank the gods. We heard people, like a lot of people, like a crowd of people. We were like, oh, thank you, Zeus. We, There's like a crowd of people still here for some kind of freshman related thing. Then we turn the corner. <laughs> yeah, uh, that shit we heard. There weren't people. <laughs> when we turned the corner, everything went to pure, unrelenting silence. Like, the most, the most, like, piercing silence that I've ever gone through. Because it went from, like, a loud crowd of people to, we turn the, we turn the, you know, and it, like, abruptly stops. It's like, imagine this, it's like, yeah, dude, what's up? Like that type of thing. It was fucking weird. Because <laughs> it was so sudden. And we looked into the, in the classrooms, and a couple of them were opened for some reason, which I don't think is a good thing because people could have got. Also, I don't know why the freshman academy was even open. I don't think that's safe either. But looked in the classrooms, and there was fucking nobody. And we were creeped the fuck out. Like even Austin was, and Austin's a hard yeah. ass. You know Austin. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we walked out and we saw some band kids because they had like a meet that day and we eventually got home not after going through that terror <laughs> yeah that's that was really really fucking odd and to be honest I did not enjoy it in the slightest but yeah interesting yeah that's that's the school crowd of ghost story <laughs> how many more stories do you have I'm just wondering if I should combine this next story into two into one or if I can stretch them out over two. Well well that's that's like my final like major story. I, I could squeeze out a couple like short Okay. Ones, that's well I'll it. just combine this into one because if I were to stretch it out the first one painfully short. So this I mean if you wanna bring it down to logic and reason, then I don't blame you. Because this was really this was actually during the time that I was reading the Percy Jackson books. For anyone that doesn't know, Percy Jackson is an incredible book series based in Greek mythology. And it's like, what if the Greek gods were still around today in America? And it's just, it's so good. So good. And anyway, you can definitely just narrow it down to the fact that I was reading Percy Jackson, and I loved it. It's like, since I discovered drumming, Percy Jackson is the first thing that has just lit me up with so much joy. I loved it so much, I couldn't put it down. And so... I, I was I was here for this. He enjoyed <laughs> it heavily. <laughs> I'm sure it's all you heard about for at least a couple weeks, because I finished all five books. And... Couple understatement. I'm still <laughs> hearing about it. Moving forward. Um... And so I started having all these really weird dreams based on the mythology of first one. I won't tell this I won't tell the specific. But there was a dream with like a, a siren that met during like the, the world seemed to be falling apart. There were major earthquakes ripping around apart. The sky was red, it was storming. Oh, uh, sorry to interrupt. You might want to clarify what type of siren you're talking about for people that oh. don't really know oh, much right, about this type of shit. Um, sirens are basically creatures that um, normally, in the myths, they've got the head and top half of a torso of a beautiful woman, and then the rest is like an overgrown dodo bird, basically. They live on an island out in the Mediterranean off the west coast of Italy. And basically, they have beautiful songs that they sing. Any sailor that didn't either tie themselves to the mast or fill their ears with wax or something, they'd be lured in by the beautiful song of the siren. And they'd swim over, 
to the to the island. They'd swim over to the island, and then the sirens would devour them. So that's nice. Continuing, but this like really unpleasant for the people that yeah, want the sirens. Yeah, very unpleasant for the sailors. So anyway, this siren was full human, though. Except, for, I mean, I can't say for certain if it was a siren, but all I know is that her presence and her song kind of lured me to to her, which led to my demise. But anyway, um, yeah, this siren, quote-unquote siren, is like full human except for the fact that she had like feathery wings out of her back. Anyway, so ground was splitting open, and I, being the klutz I am, stumbled and I nearly fell through a fissure. I somehow grabbed the edge before falling off, and she was like, heh <laughs> No, and she like took out this blade and slashed my fingertips and I fell through but I fell into this river and it was a red river later after thinking about the dream I realized it was one of the rivers of Hades but the river didn't kill me I fell through and I was completely fine whereas normally that would kill anyone <laughs> and there were a couple of other wacky dreams but the main symbolism that kept reappearing over and over and over throughout that dream, throughout, throughout those dreams, was archery and dead I took it, interestingly, because I hardly ever remember dreams, but all these dreams I had night after night after night, and I remember them all pretty well, and I had these dreams for like, Two to three weeks, every night in a row, there was something, which is very, very So, and ever, ever since, or since then, I've learned that, like, signs come in the form of dreams. So, yeah. And then, speaking of signs, the most recent story, uh, June 4th, so... Last Thursday, June 9th, for listening, last Thursday, June 4th, um, with all the protests and stuff going on, witches and practicing witches and witches and pagans were, like, casting protection spells on protesters and hexes and curses on, like, police and government and stuff. Pagans were praying to their gods, asking for assistance, and some of them were supposedly getting answers, and supposedly they were on our side and such, and so, I've already been interested, and so I was like, screw it, what's the worst that can happen? Well, I mean, something horrible could have happened, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, all it would have taken was one slip-up of me. And I would have been like, I would have gotten sick. But anyway, so I was like, screw it. I don't expect results. Let's see what happens. So I went on YouTube and I found a video of a bunch of a bunch of spoken prayers for the Olympians, Hades, because Lord Hades got the underworld. He was not considered an Olympian by technicalities. The twelve Olympians, Hades, and a couple of other more or uh, lesser known gods. And I figured I'd start out with the Olympian Hades just for a good beginning point. And so I wrote them all down in a notebook and put them in my head silently. Uh, again, didn't expect results, but, uh, well, don't always get what you expect. So I'd say 20 or 30 minutes afterwards, it's storming. Now, the entire day it had been sunny, clear skies, no sign of a storm coming whatsoever. 20 to 30 minutes later, approximately, it's storming. It came out of nowhere, and it could have been storming for longer. I had my headphones in first, so I didn't notice. And then this horribly bright flash of lightning and a thunderbolt so loud that it shook my house, got my attention. Like, I have a pretty sturdy house. And so at first I was like, what was that? And I took my headphones out because I had no idea it was storming. And so I was like, 
Good grief, that was a huge thunderbolt. And now I remembered what I'd done earlier. And I was like, huh? So I opened my curtains to look outside. Another lightning flash and thunderbolt, this one even louder. And so I'm looking up and I'm like, obviously I'm having doubts because I've never believed in this stuff. I just found it really interesting. I, like, I looked up at the sky and not completely confidently, because, you know, I, I'm still new to this. This is uncharted territory. I looked up and I was like, um, I said this a lot more properly, but I was like, um, Lord Zeus, um, if this was a sign, um, thank you, and, uh, guide me through this, that'd be great, please. And keep in mind, I said this like after the storm calmed down a little. It was just drizzling at this point, and the thunder and lightning was pretty much gone. But I'd say not even three seconds after I did that, out of nowhere, extremely extremely bright lightning flash, hideously loud thunderbolt. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm done with the well, story. That's a big say fat something. Oof. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm well aware. Oh, that's that's certainly quite um I mean the big fat yeah. normality. Yeah, it's just it's a little uh I mean obviously it just been down to complete coincidence but three coincidences in a row. Um I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh Certainly a bit disconcerting, to be honest with you. Even for a hardcore non-believer like me. Yeah. It's a, it's a little whack, dude. <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty interesting note to leave off on. If, unless you've got anything else to say. You've got any more stories, by all means, go on. I don't have anything too interesting that I can like think of. I mean... I, I've had some strange dreams in my lifetime, but I think that could be a whole different episode, to be honest. Well, maybe not, because I don't remember too. I could go into detail about the dreams that I mentioned. Well, save that for the dream episode. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we, we can do that. Anyway, um, you all that are listening to this, thank you very much for doing so. We do appreciate the fact that, uh, you, for some reason, found enough time in your life to listen to two dumbasses like us converse about spooks, <laughs> at least for this episode. And, uh, well, this has been the Biological Tragedies Podcast, and we will see you again, uh, some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for listening. And I hope that it was interesting. See you guys around.